Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Musicians, as we 
as our brother. Amen. Oh, brother Mevin, he says he's back in Wheatbank. Amen. So he's here. Don't be surprised when you see him. Amen. When you are a good liver, it's very easy to visit. And when you are a good liver, it's easy to come back. But when you live and say, Pansy, hey, it's difficult to come back. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So we appreciate those that are good livers. Uh, people live for different reasons. And when reasons are, are sober, uh, it's easy to make a comeback. Amen. So God bless you, Brother Mevin. Uh, welcome. Amen. Let us just turn... Our Bibles, yeah, if you bring my scriptures, brother, maybe let's start with the one in Corinthians. Amen. For God, are you here? For God commanded the light to shine out of darkness and hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted but not forsaken. Cast down but not destroyed. Amen. Psalm 73, only verse 5. Psalm 73, only verse 5. They are not in trouble as other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. So that means this class of people, when others are in trouble, these ones are not in trouble. When others are plagued, these are not plagued. Shall we bow our heads? I'm going to speak on spiritual immunity. Spiritual immunity as we bow heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are reporting for duty this morning. We realize that we are during trying times. Paul of the old once said, treacherous times shall come. And here we are, we can see the treacherous times unfolding before us. Dear God, the world is now being ushered into a state of chaos. And fear is reigning in the hearts of men. 
But Heavenly Father, there is a place of refuge where we can run into and are saved. Uh, we are not troubled in any way by what is going around the world. Neither are we fearful of what is unfolding, dear God. Because we know in whom we have believed. We know, dear God, that there is divine healing among the bride members. Lord, we are not oblivious that this is a serious matter that is unfolding before the world. But as much as we are not oblivious, but we are not fearful, because we've got the scripture, we've got the weight, and we know how to respond as the believers of the weight. I pray for these men and women. May you be gracious upon them, dear God, as we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. While you take your seat. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I just forgot, brother. Chichi uh, said he's not feeling well. Uh, I just forgot to relate that to brother Watt. Amen. And then brother Francisco he is waking. Hallelujah. And then even brother Andrew is waking. Amen. We appreciate the Lord for everything. Amen. Now, it, we know that we cannot be oblivious to what is happening around the world. Uh, we know that the world is dealing with a serious outbreak of the coronavirus. Uh, it has ushered the world on uncharted waters. Uh, presidents have gone into panic mode. Even, I think, this morning, our cabinet has gone into an emergency meeting to announce what measures are they going to take in response to this outbreak. Amen. There are certain things that we are expected to do that are sensible, sensible on, a, on a human level. And I think in the media they have circulated some of the guidelines of normal hygiene that has got to be adhered to, like washing of hands and so forth. Adhere to that. Amen. That's what any person with a sensible mind would do. Amen. Now, but uh, as much as the world has been ushered on this uncharted waters, we are not on uncharted waters. These things have been prophesied. We look at these things and say, this day, this scripture is, is fulfilled. Amen. Now, I want to speak on spiritual immunity and then maybe because the scripture says that we just read they are not in trouble as other men neither are they plagued like other men amen are you here this morning is this scripture speaking about you they are not troubled as other men 
neither are they plagued like other men. Amen. Now, preaching the gospel is becoming a very serious business, not business in money issue, but in terms of the severity. When people come and are assembled in this manner, we cannot preach defeat to the children of God. Uh, A gospel of defeat does not resonate with me in any way. The moment the gospel becomes defeated, I leave such a gospel. I have no loyalty to a gospel of defeat. I familiarize myself always with a gospel of victory. Amen. A gospel that tells me that there is a Red Sea, but it will open. A gospel that says there is Jordan, but it will open. A gospel that says there are lions, but the mouths of the lions shall be shut. A gospel that says there is fire, but it will not harm you. That's, that's the gospel that resonates with me. Not a, a gospel of defeat. Are you still with me? Now, our, uh, maybe just to give you a perspective of what we mean when we speak about immunity. It says, the dictionary says, it's the ability of an, of an organism to resist a particular infection or toxin by the action of specific antibodies or sensitize white blood cells. So that means when we speak about immunity, we speak about the activation of the sensitized white cells in your body to fight a certain infection so that it must not make you sick. Are you still with me? Or if you are sick so that it can maybe... uh, uh, make or make you to heal speedily. Uh, that's what we want to speak about. Amen. Amen. Now you are going to enjoy the quotations because you will find out that William Brenham was ahead of his time. Amen. Amen. He was more ahead of his time. We are going to speak on immunity. Amen. Amen. And it's quite amazing. I'm not on the natural immunity, but spiritual immunity can cascade to natural immunity. Amen. He who is healthy spiritually becomes healthy naturally. Amen. So that's what we are going to speak on this morning. Now, if you bring the first quotation on this on the screen, my brother, amen. Uh, I hope we will run smoothly. I was using an old version of a tablet, uh, table because my charger for the other laptop just packed up. Amen. Now, let's, uh, Brother Brenham says, and this is my desire this morning, in the message, A Deceived Church by the World, paragraph 32, he says, I pray that this message this morning and out into the land to where this will go. I trust that this message will help bring the vitamin to your system that will grow spiritual power back into your life again. That is my desire this morning, that what we are going to preach here Let this message be full of spiritual vitamins 
so that it can uh, uh, grow your spiritual power back into your life. Amen. Amen. So, yes, there are messages that are devoid of vitamins. It's just an angry preacher uh, releasing his toxin to the congregation. My desire is that this morning, this should not be the case. And sometimes it should be a fearful preacher preaching his fear to the people. Amen. But this morning, I would want to have a vitamin of courage. Amen. A vitamin of courage. Amen. In the midst of chaos, uh, that vitamin of courage. Amen. Now, in the message, God has provided a way, or God has provided a way. We are just laying a foundation here before we get into certain things. Paragraph 4-0. Amen. If the paragraphs don't gel, you will bear with me. It's different table, table uh, software, but it's paragraph 14. Is it what it is? So that it's 141. Amen. So you'll bear with me. I was using the old version. Amen. But we're going to get the job done. Amen. So he says, we, we've got uh, uh, in the new version, uh, or as the brother brings it up so that those that will listen on the audio should not be confused, uh, you'll just bring it up and then I will call out the paragraph on what I see. Amen. Now, in this message, paragraph 141, let me see the title of the message, is God has a provided way. Amen. Amen. He says, we got spiritual vitamins. It just keeps build, building us up, making us stronger, stronger. Yes. It's got calcium for the bones. It's got vitamin B complex for the nerves. Amen. Oh, it's, it's got everything in it. God's whole medicine cabinet was dropped into it. It was all in a bottle, put in a bottle, and he opened it at Calvary. And so through Calvary, we can nourish back any redeemed blessings that Jesus died for. God has got a medical cabinet. While the world is looking for a cure, but God's cabinet has got a cure for every disease. And it says that cabinet was dropped into a bottle on the cross. And on the cross, that bottle was open. And that bottle is the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a remedy this morning. Are you still with me? Do you love this quotation? Amen. Let's bring it in the message. Jesus Christ keeps all his appointments. I had the second quotation on what I've given there. Amen. And just show me the paragraph. Uh, amen. Paragraph 5. That's where we are. Are you still with me? He says, any, any shepherd, I just need a bit of volume here, slightly. He says, any shepherd is interested in getting his sheep with vitamins. Amen. Amen. Any shepherd, uh, shepherd labors, making sure, uh, mothers, are you so? Sometimes you want to make sure that uh, your, your family has got the uh, critical vitamins in, in, in their food. Is it so? 
Uh, amen. And sometimes when you lack a certain vitamin, I remember the there was a time where I had a very excruciating pain on my upper back. And I was wondering, okay, have I strained my muscles? Then I could not think, was it because of poor posture? Now, I was battling with all this. I remember I spoke to Brother Mtlabe as well. We thought maybe it could be a bad posture or something like that. But I kept on going, uh, checking, because you've got to listen to your body. Amen. Now, then I I figured out that uh, what I was discovering, it indicated that there might be a lack of potassium in my body. Hallelujah. Potassium, you get it from banana and broncholi. Amen. Oh, so I went for banana. Amen. But later I got some scientists tell me that there is nothing potassium about banana. Amen. So I went and looked for a multivitamin that has got potassium. After I took that, in no time, the pain just left. Hallelujah. So that means that lack of potassium was creating a problem in my system. Then I realized that sometimes you've got to be balanced. I was taking so much of calcium and too much of calcium can negate potassium in your body. You you get what I mean? So you can't fit on one thing. You can't say, I just love this vitamin and I'm going to only feed. It's going to be in balance. You can't say as a church, I love only this minister. Ah, you're going to have a problem. Sometimes it must be this minister coming from this angle with this vitamin, this minister coming from that angle with that vitamin. Then you've got a balanced diet. Amen. I still have very suspect of conferences where it's only one minister preaching. And the rest are sitting down. Say, ah, oh, that means we're going to eat only this vitamin. Day one, day two. Ah, by that time, uh, if it is too much calcium, then there is a deficiency of a certain vitamin. We, we need a balanced ministry, a fivefold ministry. Uh, are you still with me? And somebody, you, you, know, you know, when you are a pastor, this is critical now. A, a pastor that is very short-sighted, he believes that he is the only one that can move the people when he preaches. Say, when I preach, if it's another brothers, it must be less amen. amen. Uh, hallelujah! Yeah. That's a very immature pastor. Yeah. I'm gonna say it for what it is, because why? Sometimes I could be I could be giving vitamin A, B, C. And you find that you lack iron. And one day Brother Borero comes with iron. And your body responds because it has been yearning for iron. Then you jump during the service and say, glory to God. Then I must not worry there with my vitamin C and say, hey, why is this brother rejoicing over iron? I must rejoice and say, he is getting the natural in- oh, nutrition. I-, I don't know where are we together this morning. Amen. Amen. Do we agree? So any pastor is interested in getting his sheep with vitamins. Now, uh, when you 
I have gathered like this, I cannot go maybe on Google and download a research by Professor Skinner and say, based on the research of Professor Skinner, this, when you do this, this will be results. Because the environments that you need spiritually are not lying somewhere in some professor's research. They are lying in the message of so you wait when and they are lying in the Bible as well. Are you still with it? So when you come, you want to hear what the scripture says and what the prophet says. I don't say it is wrong to refer to a research, but a bulk of my message cannot be 80% where I quote Professor So and so. It does not work with that. You you live with knowledge, but you lack spiritual vitamins. And when you meet a trial out there, a trial needs the environment. It does not need the knowledge of a professor. Uh, are you still with me here? I, I hope we are together here. Now, then it says, any shepherd is interested in getting his sheep with environments, and these are spiritual environments as it was. That helps the sheep to grow into strong faith in our God. And uh, uh, brother, I say, I appreciate such men. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. A pastor that labors the whole night or a minister that labors the whole night and say, what must I give to the church that can spiritually nourish them? Uh, are you still with me? Not, not what can excite you. Mothers, you know there is a happy meal from McDonald's excited the children, but there is no nutrition there. So the meal, the real... Spiritually. Are you still with me, brethren? I hope we are together here. Amen. They hate spinach, these ones. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The, but they, as soon as they see a happy meal, they say, right here. Yeah. But, but it fills up their stomach, but uh, uh, the food that they eat, they can contaminate their bloodstream Amen. and make them sicker. Are you still with me here? Amen. Amen. Now, bring the message, the countdown. I'm still laying the foundation. One more last quotation before I get into the, the meaty stuff. Paragraph 56, thank you very much. Come down. He says, and when a man is filled with the Holy Ghost, there is something in him that's full of God's spiritual vitamin. Amen. Makes him praise God, Amen. shout, and act different. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, sometimes I hear the song leaders, sometimes they say, can we dance? It's because sometimes people don't have spiritual calcium. Amen. The bones are aching spiritually. Amen. But when you've got a vitamin, the calcium, you dance for the Lord like David. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Do you see what these vitamins do to your system? Amen. Then he says, then he says, 
it makes there is something in him that's full of God's spiritual environment makes him praise God, shout and act different. Because why? He's no longer earth bound. He is in the heaven, sailing around in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In the earthly realm, there are plagues, but in the heavenly sphere, there are no plagues. And a man that has got spiritual environment is not earth bound, but is heaven bound. Are you still here, people? I hope we are together. Now, I said I'm going to speak on, on, speak on immunity, and now I think maybe I just need to give a little of a background, maybe bring uh, my video there, or my GIF, on the presentation that I gave you. Amen. Amen. We're going to get into the quotations. Uh, in your system, is it visible? Okay. Sometimes it may, not, it may be visible, but you don't understand what is there. Amen. Now, what is going on here, maybe in this, in this site, this does not have a battery, or the battery is flat. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? I'll come here. Now, there is something that looks like a snake. It's not a snake. Amen. 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 It's a, it's a, we can call it a parasite or a bad bacteria. Amen. Amen. Now, what is happening is that when there is a, we're going to get into what the prophet speaks about. When there, is a, when there is a parasite in your system, maybe it's a virus, maybe it's a bad bacteria, whatever it may be, then what is going on, uh, you have stopped it, brother. Now, what is going on is that as soon as this parasite exists in your system, then there, are, there is what we call white cells that your system, your immune system releases and they gather around that parasite and they attack that parasite and destroy it. Yes. Now, what is happening is I think with HIV the reason it is giving the medical science a headache is because somewhat it's able to manipulate itself and mislead the antibiotics antibodies. The white cells cannot resolve it. Are you together? But I'm speaking about a normal, even right there, it will be a bacteria, then the white cells will go and attack it. Amen. Now, immune system was not installed in a human body by a preacher, by by a doctor. Are you still with me? It was not installed in the body by a doctor. The doctors or the scientists discovered what God has already put in the body. And now when you go and read, you check Brother Branham says the television was here when Adam was here. So the day it was discovered, it does not mean it started existing there. It was there before, but it was only discovered on that day. But God knew all along that it was there. Are you still with me? Now, when God... now. You are going to get a sense that when we speak about the body, 
the natural body. We as well speak about the spiritual body. If the natural body has got the immune system, the spiritual body has got the immune system. If the natural, and when I speak about the natural body or the spiritual body, I'm speaking about the mystical body of Jesus Christ across the globe. Hallelujah. Do we believe that we've got a mystical body of Jesus Christ around the globe? Brother, you can remove it. I'm going to come back to that. Now, before I get to somewhere, I don't know what this church represents in the body of Jesus. But uh, uh, really, really, when, when a church becomes a denomination, is when they fail to acknowledge that there is a mystical body of Jesus Christ around the globe. This, bo- this church is a local body, but I don't know what it is in the body of Jesus. Maybe we are just a finger. Uh, hallelujah. We are just an organ. We are not the whole body of Jesus Christ. We are just an organ in the body. And we need to acknowledge that there might be a lake in China. There might be a breast in UK. There might be the, the thigh in America. But when you look at that, then it becomes a complete unit. Are, are you still with me? You are not, you are, this church is not the only true church. I think the, the, the quickest lie that the devil can tell to people is to think our church is the only true one. This church is the, not only the true one. We've got the true churches scattered around the world. And when you look at them collectively, they form the body of Jesus Christ. Uh, are you still with me? I, I hope we are together. Uh, are we together, folks? Now, the same thing. This, if we are the body of Jesus... The body, Brother Rumi has told us many times that the body can be sick. The spiritual body can be sick. And if the spiritual body can be sick, then the spiritual body must have the immune system where it releases the soldiers to go and attack where there is an infection. Ah, you you want to be with me. That is why when a wrong doctrine comes up in the message, we have, a, we have to take a stance. We have to come to the church and say, in the message now, there is a new thing going on, and this is what it is, and it is not scriptural. Reject it. What are we doing? We are activating the spiritual white cells, the antibodies, and say, make sure that you go there and deal with that infection. Oh, come on, folks. If the infection is not resolved and it forms growth, then what is happening? Brother Brenham, you're going to check. He says, we need to perform a spiritual operation. Even in the church, when there is an infection on one member, we go and send deacons there. The deacons are some of the soldiers in the church to address the infection. And if the infection is not resolved, and they go and go and it's not resolved, then we perform an operation called excommunication. If you don't do that, the infection will spread through the body. Are, are you still with me? And sometimes I, I, I've heard, and when the doctors, when you come maybe with an infection, maybe they see that your finger cannot be, there is nothing that can do to your finger, they come and tell you that we're going to amputate your finger. 
Hallelujah. And you cry and say, I'm going to fall. Father say, no, we're going to amputate. Are, are you still with me? Amen. Now, here is a matter. I'm, I'm, the natural taps the spiritual. Are you with me? Amen. Now, a lot of times in some church, a young man plays a piano, very talented young man, but is busy proposing young girls in the church. Every young girl that gets baptized is his girlfriend. Amen. Then I ask and say, what is this Chemi Rod doing in the church? Then they say, we can't do without him because he's talented. I say, goodness, this, this, must be, this operation must be performed. Yeah. Are you still with me? It, it must be. I said, this boy, and for what it is, he went and messed up a lot of young girls. But why? Because he's talented behind the piano. Are you still with me? Not in Lighthouse. As long as I'm a pastor here, it will not happen. When you are talented, we still expect a godly life. Even if you are a good preacher, we expect. Even if you are a deacon, we expect. Even when we are a rich man, we expect. None is exempted from that. Can I get an amen there? Amen. Now, let's bring, brother, we are getting into spiritual immunity. In the message, Healing of Jairus' daughter, you will bring the paragraph for me. There's going to be much reading, paragraph 74. The prophet says, it may come before this week's, it may come before this week's over, for midnight tonight it may come. You have no assurance. That heart may stop beating any time. Folks, this is a serious matter. That heart may stop beating at any time. And that is why I remember when I was a boy preacher, I preached in one Sunday service. And immediately in the evening, we got a call that a sister that was in church that day has passed away. It troubled me because I was the last preacher that she ever had preached. And now I had to go into my sermon and say, was I sincere enough? Did that last sermon that I preached, did it somewhat prepare her for the exit in this life? Then from that time, it made me always to make sure that when I come behind the holy desk, I mean business. Because that heart may stop beating at any time. Are you still with me? He says, I don't believe it's going to be too long. I don't believe it's going to be too long. Till this city with the rest of the nations will be late in ashes. Packing around here, hunting uranium, putting it in a bomb, blow your own self up. Right in the hands of wicked, sinful men. All of the nations just honeycombed. You wouldn't accept Christ. The nations wouldn't. You wouldn't have accepted the cross. So you are getting a double cross. He says, communism breathing. When somebody says something is breathing, he says it is alive. Breathing everywhere. 
like gems. Oh God, have mercy. I'm so happy tonight to be a Christian. Are are you still with me? I I don't know. I know he says the criminism breathing and breathing everywhere like gems. But I couldn't help the pun intended there that somewhat most of the diseases, the outbreaks that we are getting are coming out of mainly communist nations. This disease that we have just, the outbreak that the world is dealing with, the outbreak, this epicenter of it, it was China. And from China, it moved around. Right now, Italy, right where the Pope is, the Pope had to cancel mass gathering. Because this virus has caused such a a havoc in Italy. When you look at uh, the setup in Italy now, it somewhat it looks like it was the night before the Israelites left Egypt. People have self-quarantined themselves. There's a lockdown. People cannot move anywhere. The streets that were buzzing now those streets are silenced. Death is taking place on daily basis there. What is happening? The angel of death is even moving on the doorstep of the Pope. But I'm glad that there is a promise. I'm glad that there is a promise. That go wherever you may go, the angel of death. But touch not my anointed ones. Sermons that we are preaching, this is not a thumb sucking session. Right where the outbreak took place in China. I know there were false, fake news because even in the message these days we've got fake news. Where there was a fake prayer request going around that believers in China are looking for people to pray for them. That's fake news. An official report is that right where that outbreak took place, none, not even one. This is, this is the voice of God recording that published it. Not even one message believer was affected right there in China. Brethren, God is a keeper of his own way. God is not a liar. He will keep his own way. If he says, my one, my elect shall never be touched. They shall never be touched. Are you still with me? But here's the problem. Are we going to feed on CNN? Or are we going to feed on SABC? Or are we going to feed on the word of God? The word of God will, spe- will provide spiritual immunity. This is, a, this is the right time to listen to the tapes. This is the right time to apply the token. That whatever the angel of the Lord has is passing by, he should never touch us. Are you still with me? Now, this is not, this is not a poor, this is not an outbreak that is targeting, that is targeting poor people. A president of Brazil came out and said, coronavirus is a fantasy. Within four days, he was infected and tested positive. The first lady of the prime minister of Canada was tested positive. The prime minister is now uh, in his self-quarantined. Hallelujah. In isolation like the lepers used to be in those days. Now, this death angel does not respect a presidential palace. This death angel does not respect the Pope. 
This death angel is moving everywhere. But I know people that will stop this right on its tracks. Those people are here. The message of the our people. Are you with me, brethren? Bring God's provided way of healing. The second quotation. We're going to get into some stuff. On mine, it's maybe paragraph 41. Let me see the paragraph there. 42. Amen. Amen. Brother Bram says, let me pass something here quickly as our times going. Listen, did you know the Bible predicts that in the last days that there will be a germ warfare? Let me put it this way. I've heard Billy Gates was speaking four years back. He says, the next war that is going to be fought is not going to be either atomic or nuclear. He says it's going to be outbreaks of diseases. Amen. Folks, I, 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 I know I'm, I'm under no obligation by ethical conduct not to say what I need to say. I am a pastor. I report you to heaven. Amen. Amen. Uh, I was hired and I will be fired by heaven. Amen. Amen. Now, what am I saying? There are diseases. There are diseases that are natural induced. Maybe because of lifestyle. Just a, 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 because of germs. But there are some diseases that come from the laboratory. Amen. Amen. I, I want you to make a distinction between the two. We do not have, that is why, uh, you know, uh, I've seen message believers. A Christian that is disparate to make Christianity look like it's true, they often bring Christianity into disrepute. Because I'm just giving an example. Maybe you see fake news that comes and say, the Pope says Jesus is not the Messiah. Now, it's a fake news. We live during time of fake news. Now, you look at it because of your attitude towards the Pope. You say, that's it. Then you pass it and say, here, you don't even check the source. Are you with me? Now, a Catholic picks up the very thing that you passed and he tells you that, look, this is fake news. Now, you are trying to affirm something that is right, but using a fake material. Do do you understand what I'm talking about, folks? So, I, I cannot come here and preach conspiracies that I cannot back up with evidence. But I can come here and tell you 
that there are diseases. I may not specify what are those, but there are certain diseases that are human engineered. In America, in the 50s, go and check Brother Bremen when he speaks about the polio vaccine. The polio vaccine initially killed a lot of people. And then the scientists came and said, oops, it was just a mistake. But what we have come to learn is that in some instances, the scientists unethical. There is always an ethical pastor and an ethical pastor. There is an ethical teacher, an ethical teacher. There is ethical doctor and an ethical doctor. There is ethical scientist and an ethical scientist. Now, on on certain instances, there has been a rumor to a certain extent with some justification that shows that from time to time, an ethical scientist engaged in a depopulation strategy. By depopulation, they get into the laboratory, then they come up with a virus. And they spread the virus. And within the pharmacy, we thank God for modern medicine. But again, within the modern medicine, there are unethical people. Maybe they want to push this particular drug. They must create a demand. How do we create a demand for a medicine? You've got to make people? Am I preaching to you folks? Look, wherever money exchange hands, corruption is likely to be there. When we speak about the pharmaceutical industry, we speak about a billion dollar industry, multi-billion dollar industry. Are you with me? Now, somebody was saying, when you check the shareholding, people are now being told, don't smoke, don't smoke. And people are, are no longer smoking. The number of smokers is being reduced. Now, the, pharma, the, the cigarette companies that used to own, that used to produce cigarettes, are now buying junk production companies, junk food production companies. Okay. Let me not get into that. I'm already having you on the edge of your seat. Amen. Amen. <laughs> let me come. Brother, bring, let me pass. It says, listen, do you know the Bible predicts that in the last days, if you don't, know, if you don't believe what we are saying, who was the apartheid doctor that was very unethical? Doctor who? Ba? Bason. Yeah. You know, Pastor, the, his nickname was Dr. Death. Go and look. I'm not going to preach about the man. Go and check about the man. There's literature around him. If you doubt the issue of warfare. Listen, did you know the Bible predicts that in the last days that there will be a germ warfare? That, that diseases will break out upon the people and will fall on everyone. On everyone. Whether you are a first lady, whether you are a president, on every one. Without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes. 
thank God that the Holy Spirit provides immunity. But with the angel, or who had charge over this place, was given orders to touch no one on whom the mark was. Why? How much kind of teachers we've got to be? Brethren, to get the church in order to be in that condition, then it says immune. Get the church in a condition of immunity. Hallelujah. Uh, we, we, we say doctors will do what they need to do. Scientists will do what they need to do. But you come into church today. If we believe that there is a God in heaven. And if we believe the word of God is the truth. And you believe the word of God. That provides immunity. Amen. That's not my lips. That's the prophet's lips. Amen. Then... Just go down with this one. Just go down. Okay? Just go down. 44. 44, that's fine. 44. I'm moving with speed. Amen. Somewhere. Brother Brown says, Look, friend, the time is coming that when there is rising up a church. Hallelujah. Oh, brother. If we can't have faith for divine healing, how are we going to have for the rapture? Brethren, if we don't have faith that God can heal coronavirus, how are we going to explain to the world that one day the atoms of our bodies are going to change? If we fear as they fear, If we are worried as they are worried, as they are troubled, we are troubled. How are we going to convince them that one day God will change the atoms of our bodies? We've got to move out, friend. We've got to get out of this old, slow church condition that we are in. Step out. Launch out, cut the shorelines, and get out into somewhere where you lose all senses of fear and doubt. Out there where all things are possible, brother, just as free as it can be. You've got your you've got your sail set towards heaven, and nothing can stay you. No way. You are going that way, that's all. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing can harm you. That's not Brother Mariba saying that. That's a pillar of fire vindicated message. Nothing can harm you. Oh, this gives me some goosebumps. Now, that's the kind of a church that is going to be one of these days, according to the Bible, where the angel poured out his wrath and diseases broke out and men even rotted in their flesh where they were standing Ebola. 
And the fowl of the air came down and eat off the shoulders and eat the flesh of chief captains, great men, presidents, warriors, diplomats. Hallelujah. Everything. But the angel was given a charge. Don't you come now anywhere that's got the seal of God on their forehead. Hallelujah. Brother, do you believe this is your promise? Do you believe this is your promise? This was spoken by Malachi 4. Pillar of fire vindicated. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. I am not afraid of anything. Nothing will harm the bride. Do you believe these things, folks? Spoken then, but happening now. Who are you to say William Brim was a false prophet? How do you explain this? How do you explain this? From a grade 7 dropout. Hallelujah. I'm glad I came to the house of the Lord. To get spiritual violence. That will make me courageous. That will make me face the devil. Hallelujah. No coronavirus formed against us shall prosper. No cancer formed against us shall prosper. No HIV formed against us shall prosper. Nothing will harm us. Brother Bram said, when the devil comes like a flood, God raises the standard. I believe the standard is being raised. Hallelujah. I said, Satan, bring it on. I said, Satan, bring it on. We are not afraid of you. We defeated you there. And we will enforce your defeat here by the way of God. Hallelujah. Are you with me? He says one of these days, divine healing is going to be a great thing among the people. One of these days, this day, divine healing. Oh, brethren, the world is making mockery. I saw unbelievers, they are going on social media. They say, that's it. If the church can cancel gatherings, it means that they believe that their God cannot protect them. That's what unbelievers are saying. Brethren, we are now, right now, we are right, this is where the rubber hits the road. We have preached sermon, but results are demanded. By the way, we are going for a showdown. I say we are going for a showdown. We have read quotations, we have read scriptures, we have sung songs, but now it's time for results. The world is watching. A church in America, a denomination canceled services. Oh, you should have seen the media. It said this church believes in the rising of the dead, but is now closing the doors. Come on now. 
folks, I'm not going to spiritualize this. Coronavirus is real. There are graves that we can link to coronavirus. It's not a fantasy. It's as real as it can be. And the world is watching. What's going to happen? What is the coronavirus? It's a demon. <laughs> the demon has canceled sports meetings. Has canceled schools. Has canceled presidential elect campaign elections in America. The cabinet is sitting. They are having a meeting over a demon. Pastors are saying, do we cancel the church? Do we continue? What do we do with this demon? Brethren. (laughs) Brethren. This is what we call the moment of the truth. This is the moment of the truth. The world is saying, if your God is God. Concentrate on me, brethren. If your God is God. Let him heal coronavirus. Here is a way. Are we going to run? Or are we going to take the challenge on? Brother Brenham says God will bankrupt the heavens before he allows his weight to fail. Hallelujah. Are you here? This is, this is a daring moment. This is a daring moment. We have to lift him out of history and make him a current God. Imagine today if we canceled the service and I send you the text and say we won't have service because of coronavirus. And a Pentecostal church goes on there. Goodness, how am I going to look God in the eye? But I'm not saying gathering the people is not risky. It is risky. But then it means that we have to be sincere in our gathering. And say, God, come down and be part of our gathering. Are you with me? Just go down on this coast. So, Brahma said, let's get, let's get in a condition. Amen. Leave that. Let's come. This one I've already. It's a coronavirus update from Voice of God Recordings. We have received an encouraging update from believers in China. Our original report came from outside the country. The one of fake reports that say people are hospital, believers are hospitalized. And after further investigation, we now know that there are no reports of any Chinese message believers contracting coronavirus. Ah, let's, Let's give God a praise. Let's give God a praise. I deserve to be worshipped. We must praise His holy name. Not even one believer in China is affected. 
Ah, we appreciate God. Amen. Bring the uh, quotation. This was Brother Brenham's prayer. After the outbreak, the polio, polio outbreak in Geneva, Switzerland. Brother Brenham was praying for the country. And this prayer resonated with me. Let's start where it says, paragraph 3. He says, may the churches fall on their faces and the peoples and go to screaming out to God. And I believe you will stop the plague, Lord. I believe you will stop the plague, Lord. This coronavirus, our God will stop it. I know we say it will not touch the anointed ones, but we've got relatives that we do not want them to become casualties. We've got still our children that are still out in the world. We say, God, may you provide protection upon them. Remember, we are standing like Abraham of the old and say, Lord, what if you find 10 Russias? What if you find 20 Russias? May the churches fall on their faces and the people and go to preaching out to God. And I believe you'll stop the plague, Lord. That we want to say that our hearts are bleeding for those people, those Christians in that city, and those poor little children, oh God, hasten the day that when all the cares will be gone away and there will be no more sickness, no more sorrow. We feel for those poor fathers and mothers tonight, I feel for them knowing an experience of it. I feel that, Lord, their poor hearts are crushed. Be merciful, God. I pray that the plague will live this very night. May there not be one more case broke out. May it stop now and may the enemy be turned back and cast into destructions. Grant it, Lord. Now, if the prophet was able to pray over Geneva and pray for that outbreak to stop, he wasn't just praying for the believers. He was praying for mothers and fathers. He was praying for children that were affected. And I believe that as a church, we have to pray that this plague must stop. This plague that has wrecked havoc must stop. Are you still with me? Yeah. That is our desire. May God grant us our heart's desire. Yeah. Now, the message then Jesus came, paragraph 36. Amen. You'll bear with us. There's never been a time in all the world's history that is dark as it is right now. Cancer is on the rampage. I heard a statement the other day, a bill like this, that there will be more people die in America this year from smoking cigarettes. Cause cancer. That will be that was killed in four. That will die this in America than they was killed in the four years of the Korean War. 
cancer is on the rampage. Diseases are happening and everything is taking place. Well, we don't know what to expect. The doctors don't know what to call the diseases. So they are saying they are viruses. What is a virus? Ask the doctor. It's something he doesn't know nothing about. He just say it's a virus. That's all there is. That's corona. It's a virus. Within the group of other viruses. There's little old bugs and demons are flying. That man never heard of before. Everything is on the move. Everything, we are trying to keep it with natural things. But when we try to do this, it breaks out something else. That's right, you give a man a penicillin. Right, me an antibiotic. For this, it will set up something else. You give this, Brahman is speaking that it just becomes a vicious circle. You go on this drug, then they move you from this drug to that drug. You just you are just all out of the way. God has a way. We might as well get into it. The churches have failed. Presbyterians failed. The Methodists failed. Baptists failed. The Pentecostal failed. The Pilgrim Holiness failed. The Church of God failed. We have everyone failed. That's right. You can't say I'm a Methodist and act secure. You can't act, say you are a Baptist and act secure, Methodist or Presbyterian, whatever you may be, or Pentecostal. You can't say you are secure, not belonging to the church, because the church has miserably failed. Yes. The sickness is on such a rampage until I believe five out of eight or something like that will die this year from cancer. Think of it. Think of it. And diseases of all kinds, new diseases, things and things breaking out, that's just terrible to think about. Automobiles are killing every day. People are driving down the road so nervously and screaming. Are you with me? So Brahma is painting a picture of what is happening in the end time where diseases just recently a buzz killed many people. There was just a mass funeral. That is where we are, folks. Now bring the message, the demonology. Paragraph 3-0. This, I hope, is right. So that we explain something here. 64. Amen. And he said, I've put a disclaimer. I've used the old table version. This is the new updated version. Amen. I said, oh, that's very easy. I said, I'm a Pentecostal Nazarene Baptist. So that's right. No, we are one in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit making us one. That's right. Now, notice this Brother Mum speaks, he explains how cancer starts and how it replicates itself within the system. He says, now notice this little cell backslide when it's bruised. Okay, bring 
just hang in there, bring something here. Or maybe let's finish this first. It begins little, other little gems run forth to give its lives there. These little gems that run there to give their lives, this is what we call white sense. You remember? When a brother is spiritually sick, we run to them to give them life. Hallelujah. And that's what past comes in a soul. That's, that's teeny little soldiers fighting for your life. Take it higher. Teeny little soldiers fighting for your life. They run up there. You, you remember those soldiers that I've shown you on the video? Amen. They run up there and hit that poison. Then demon powers that's trying to collect in there and give their lives. There are a bunch of little dead soldiers that, that's in your blood, that's in a soul, that give their life to save you. Yeah. But I said, now, once a little cell rejects in there, this demon gets started. He starts growing and begins to multiply cell. He's building a body just exactly like your babies begin in your womb, like you did in your mother, cell on top of cell, Sell on top of sell, sell any other, anywhere, just they have no form or nothing like a human being after its name. It's just out of a spirit, it grows anyway and will begin sell on top of a cell, sell on top of a cell. Just bring, I'm gonna come back here, don't close it. This is what we say. It says there will be this and they will go and attack. But the next slide. Amen. Remember, you started as a cell, ne? then it multiplied until you become who you are now. But you were very. Amen. Now, I think a human being has got trillions of cells. Now those cells, what's happened is what we call a life cycle of a cell. There are some of, in you, there are some dead cells that your system flushes them out. Are you with me? Now, what is happening is, then you've got this, then you will have what the scientists will call out a one-out cell. Brother Brenham calls it a dead cell. He calls it a backslidden cell. So it will be cell operating in sync. Remember, Cells is what forms tissues, tissues what forms organs. Are you with me? Amen. Now what's happening? This cell will backslide. And when it backslides, what is happening is that right here, this is the scientific process. The neighboring cell splits into two new cells. So this cell will split into new cells and new cell formed. So this cell will replicate itself. If this one dies, it gets dissolved then this one will replicate itself. It will split into new cell with the same DNA. Are you with me? This This is the natural process in your body. Now there is a natural process. Now when the dead cell is here, then it normally it should dissolve. Now what is happening is that if, if this cell, because this cell is backslidden, this cell is dead, and Brother Ramon says, science can only look at the dead cell. But it says there is a spirit targeting the dead cell. Yeah. 
Are you with me? Now, as soon as the spirit hijacks the cell, then it begins to disturb the normal process where this cell will replicate itself with the same DNA. Now you've got uncontrolled cell multiplication. So that means these cells, they made a tissue that made an organ. But now a cell backslid, a spirit hijacked the cell, then the spirit replicates the cells now in a disorderly manner. Brahman says, as much as you were a cell, and a cell upon a cell until you became a human being, even this now is life, it's growing, but it does not take a shape of what you chew, because now this is a foreign life. Are you with me, people? Now, then from there, this uncontrolled then it will be many abnormal cells in a cluster forming a tumor. Well, how did it start with one? This isn't the body, folks. The natural types the spiritual. That is why every, you are a cell in the body. And when you are a cell in the body, make sure that you are at your post of duty. Make sure that you are not hijacked by a different spirit. A lot of times when there is gossip in a church, it's because there was one dead cell that a spirit of gossip hijacked. And through that, then there is a replication of a foreign life. There is a growth in the church. And when there is a growth in the church, a growth needs a surgeon. That's why not every message you're going to hear behind the pulpit is going to be sweet. There's going to be times where it's painful because we are administering an operation. We are cutting off the growth. Does it make sense, folks? Now, here it is, folks. When this cells, okay, I'm just giving, now I'm moving from the scientific process. Let's say this cell, before it dies, let's say, it, because anything before it dies, it, develop, it develops weaknesses, isn't it so? Now, let's say this cell begins to develop a weakness. When it develops the weakness before its death, right there, the antibodies, the white cells, must run to that area to fight that infection. Are you with me, brethren? Are you with me? Now, here it's something that I need to say. Before the devil destroys a man or a woman spiritually, he first isolated them. Yeah. And isolation can be, and you can justify why I'm isolated. The devil can, can just take something subliminal and manipulate it to make sure that you feel out of place. Let me give you an example. Two brothers have parked their cars next to each other. They are approaching their cars. You don't have a car. They are approaching their cars. They are talking about their cars and say, hey, Mona, me and you, you've got taste in cars. Because you don't have a car, you say, they are talking about me. Don't pretend like you have never seen these things. 
Then you build a complex. You know, at church I can fellowship with those brothers because I don't have a car. Because when I'm with them, they talk about their cars. But they didn't talk about their cars all the time. It was that day. And now you are wounded. And when you are wounded, you isolate yourself. You operate out of the sink. Then the spirit begins to target you. Oh, brethren. Let me see. There are people that have left the churches because they say they were offended in churches. Now they are drinking in Shebins. The people that they claim that they have offended them, they are still in church. Who's got hope? The one in church because one day we might preach and then they may repent. But that one is there drinking and say, you know, I, you know I was a worshiper until such and such happened. That is why if you get offended in a local assembly, find another assembly and continue saving God. Don't, don't be a coward and sit there and say, I'm drinking because I can't worship. Yes, you were offended at Lighthouse, but Lighthouse is not a message community. Find another church if you are serious about worshiping God. And let's see you worshiping God. And pray for us while you are at it. Do that make sense, folks? Brother. Oh. Okay, let's come. I'm going to close Nodland. Don't worry. Now, did I read this one? Then, let's go to God testifying of his gifts. Do you get the spiritual immunity? Let me see the paragraph. 15. He says, but notice... Then you finally become to the age. You begin, you, you begin about like a lemon. You, you remember you were just a little lemon. Then after a while, up to a normal baby size, birth size of nine months. And was born, let me, just wait there. There's too many things in my mind. Science says when a mother is pregnant, if she could have an organ damage, the footers release the stem cells to go and heal the organ. The pregnancy heals the body of the pregnant woman. The prophet says we are pregnant with the weight. (laughs) Now when there is an organ in the body that is damaged, then the weight releases the cells to go and address that organ. That is good. Now, up to normal baby birth size of nine months, was born in the world and has developed cells. Then finally, that little cell has brought you to the place that you are now. You know, you know that's true, isn't it? That's true. Then it says, take you and diagnose you just a minute. 
It says, let's take you and diagnose you. Just a minute. This is Dr. Brenham. <laughs> then you can see what this other fellow is. Let's bring you down. One cell after the other. One cell after the other. You finally come down to that little gem again. So you as your structure, if you will break you down cell by cell, you come down, you are just a little gem again. Well, that little gem, what is a gem? The next thing we've got, we've got you down there, I have to break that gem down. I will find out that a gem is a t- tiny little cell. Smaller cell there is. It can be seen because it's a natural part. The last thing that a light in it last will reflect is that little cell of gem. Then that gem is alive. If we have to go beyond the last cell, then you've got life. That comes into the spirit realm now. You see, just as you grew in the womb of your mother, a cancer grows in your body. For instance, like my hand, there is no cancer there. There might be someday, well, what causes the cancer? The first thing maybe a bruise will cause a cancer. Spiritually, just a, a wound, you're wounded. Folks, we have been wounded. And a lot of times, people that have wounded you, they've got no idea that you're wounded. That's why the best way to heal a wound, go to the person that it concerns. Say, my brother, the day we spoke about this, it did not affect me. Right In this church, we believe keeping it real. Straight talk breaks no relationship in this church. When we are offended, we don't go to the other person. We go to the party that has offended us and say, brother, because we believe gossip. Gossip is a cheap activity for lazy people. Once we find somebody gossiping in this church, it tells us that they've got nothing valuable that they are doing. Because busy people are not preoccupied about other people's business. If they see somebody doing wrong, they correct him. If they're not corrected, they call a deacon. The deacon goes to them, and another deacon goes to them. Then the pastor goes to them. Then if they don't repent, we come before the church and say, so-and-so does not repent. We move on. Isn't so? Even after we have dealt with the matter behind this pulpit, you will never hear us preaching about it in any way. Unless you are looking for it in our sermon. But we will never. We move on as if nothing has happened. Uh, are you with me? If you leave church, we're not going to labor. These people are spiritually hungry. We are not going to. A pastor cannot be distracted by a small activity. And say, because this sister did one, two, three. Then the whole year, we hear about that matter. No. We've got message that we must get into. Amen. That one, we announce it, we move on. Amen. No one is going to be headline news here. Amen. We've got important matters to deal with. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. I know, people have told the Did they talk about me? Not here. Amen. It says, maybe a bruise will cause cancer. Those little cells, when they are bruised, they backslide. It says, that's a big word for a Baptist to say. It says, that's what happens. And brethren, 
This is where it is critical. You know what has destroyed the message community today is that maybe in another church, maybe they would have a sister not living right or a brother. Then the pastor will correct them and deacons will try to help them and excommunicate them. After they excommunicate them, another church will pick up the growth. We'll go into the theater and look for what was cut, the meat that was cut. And we'll come and rejoice. We've got a new sheep. Not here. Here when you come, we check where you come from. We interview a pastor. How do you know this person? Are they living right? If that pastor can say, hey, we had problems, you're not going to be welcome. And we're not going to gossip. We're going to tell you that there where you come from, there are matters. Go and fix them before we accept. We're not going to inherit other people's demons. Ah, yeah, we're not just worshiping and saying, ah, they are here. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. Amen. Now, that's what, now, they backslide. That's just the way it is in the church. You get that backslider in the church, he's going to bruise that whole boat if you don't watch. My son or my daughter as a pastor can do more damage in the church than anybody's child. Same expectations that we have for everybody's child. I mean, in some churches, it's only poor people's children that are being hammered every day. Not here. Everyone is equal. If my son misbehaves, you will not even wait to tell me. I'm the one that is going to tell you. Hey, that young man is not coming because he's not misbehaving. He's not respecting your testimony as believers. You are not going to try to convince me as a parent say, yeah, we saw him. No, I'm the first one. If he smokes, I'm the first one to know that I is smoking. If you tell me, that means I'm not, I'm not an active dad. Can somebody say amen? amen? He's going to bruise that whole body if you don't watch. But that cell backslide, it's bruised up. Now, Satan, now somehow, there's not a cell of cancer in there now, but a cancer would come in there from some cause. Maybe it will be on the inside, in the female glands, and in the stomach, and in the lungs, whatever it may be. Hang on here. A lot of times, once you are diagnosed with cancer, and you go to oncologist, oncologists will often have will look into your diet and will modify your diet. What they are trying to do, they are trying to check that you do not feed on cancer-enhancing food. They want to suffocate cancer. Are you with me? So they will say cut off sugar and all those things. Sugar has been proven to be an oxygen for cancer in in recent times. Are you with me? Now, when there is a when there is a when there is a problem in the church, now I'm showing you how we are ministered. When there is a matter in the church, 
The reason we, we don't preach about the matter is not because we avoid the matter. It's because we, if, if two brothers somewhat don't see eye to eye, they're not going to be a sermon. We still need to give the weight. And when we give the weight, we, we, we don't preach in such a manner that after the service, one brother say, the sermon was on my side. And another one say, I was hammered. No. We give the weight. The weight will suffocate that cancer in the church. Some, sometimes the devil must just be ignored. When you ignore the devil, he doesn't know what to do. Have you ever seen when somebody hates you and you ignore them? Or they end up saying, oh, this is useless. You greet them and you are nice to them. And you know they hate your guts. But you just become nice on them. Not long, you are helping them to overcome that demon. Now it says, whatever it may be, it starts with that first little cell. Before it can become a cell, after that cell, it has to come to a line. Now if that cancer is on the inside of you, a tumor, cataract, whatever it might be, a growth, it's a little tiny life outside your life developing cell here it is maybe your tumor cancer is that big now what it doing is growing developing cells you are alive you believe that now what is it behind there down below it you have to find out that that come from a cancer gem which was a cancer life which is a david i would like to see anybody take that out of the way of God and say, isn't true. Hallelujah. Now, let's come here. Is it paragraph? I think it's the same message. Here I've got paragraph 49. Amen. If I've not read. Yeah. Paragraph 49, brother. Amen. It's the same one where Brother Brown says a bruise, a bruise, a bruised cell usually is where it's come from. The cell is bruised, all meshed up. And otherwise the cell is backslidden. If something happens in there that fails to get the function of the blood. Just the function of the blood. This we've got to read it verbatim. Amen. Don't worry, I only have two more quotations. It's almost 10 to 12. I'm going to release you. Amen. Before somebody say, Pharaoh, let my people go. (laughs) Amen. Function of blood. Okay. Let's go... This is sir. Oh yeah, okay. This is sir, brother. Don't move with speed. Where is it? The same function of blood. Let's go up. Up, not down. We're going down. Amen. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, you are right. Just go up. No, no. Up, not down. 
Okay, it says, uh, go uh, up again, yeah, to the right, bear with me, brethren. Again, up, I'll tell you where to stop. We're almost there. We're almost there. Yes, there we go. Let's see the paragraph 49. I got it right, yeah, 49. So, Brother Moon says, a cancer comes from a bruise. A bruised cell. Usually it's where it's come from. The cell is bruised all meshed up. Otherwise the cell is backslidden. If something happens in there that fails to get the function of blood to eat right. Oh brother. Do you see the natural table of the spiritual? A cell that fails to get the function of the, in the spiritual realm we can say a cell that is not under the blood. Hallelujah. If, if something happens in there that fails to get to the function of the blood to eat right, and through there, Satan, the author of death, which God is the author of life, Satan, the author of death, puts a demon in there called a devil, demon called cancer. Cancer is not its name. Medical science give it a cancer. The word cancer comes from the word crap. Then it means with legs and things that run out. And like any other disease, they've given medical terms. Then that little cancer comes in there. First, it is a spirit. Then it gets into a backslidden cell or a bruised cell or a cell that's not operating right. I'd like to preach the gospel now for five minutes if I had the time. That's what happens in the church. When it gets somebody failing to operate with the church. Somebody failing and pulling off and getting indifferent. That's a cancer in the church. Hallelujah. The church goes this way, he goes this way. The church says this, he says that. Now he says, is the devil in that person? That's not right. That's right. That causes the whole church to be sick over it. The best thing to do is to have a spiritual operation. But in this, this little cell backslide. The cancer come in. The cancer then it lays in there. First it's a spirit. Then it forms a, a tiny little cell of its own. And this little cell become, couldn't call the big words for it. But the first form of life is the cancer. Painless. No one knows it's happening. When the cancer starts in the church, no one knows it's happening. But when a pastor is stranger, will see that, ah, there is cancer now. Now, this little cell is born. It must feed. In order to feed, it has to feed on your bloodstream. Just like you feed on the bloodstream when in the mother's womb. That's why when you've got cancer, you change the dye so that what goes into your bloodstream is something that cannot feed cancer. You feed on the substance that she eats and so forth. So does this cancer feed on the substance of your body? So when you have cancer, and you feed, for some reason, then you enjoy coke. Ah, oh, you're not going to beat that cancer. Most of people that have been diagnosed with cancer, they become vegans. 
I don't think I will be able to do vegan. I'm an eagle. I love meat. Nonetheless, let's continue. So, so does this cancer feed on the substance of your body? It's one little cell. Then it grows. It begins to feed. Another cell breaks out. Oh, brother. When one cell is offended, it offends another cell. When one member is offended, oh, brethren, he looks for another one and says, Brother, did you see? Did you hear? Then it, begin, it grows, it begins, it begins to feed, another cell breaks out, another cell breaks out, another cell breaks out, after a while, cell on cell, cell on cell, tumor, cataract, whatever it may be, grows bigger, 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 larger, spreading out, more cells, more cells. The first thing you know, it begins to sap so much blood, till this young lady begins to feel sick. What is it? It's also poison. It's death. It runs into every little fiber of the body that it can. Down in the tissues, stretching its legs down, weeding out like the roots of a tree, going all around, ripping through intestines and through the spine. The doctor comes along, opens up. There is nothing can be done. The man, to the best of his knowledge, is saying everything he knows. There it is. Sue the patient back. It's finished. There's nothing can be done. You can't take the person all apart. Hallelujah. We couldn't find it all anyhow. There it is. The patient is hopelessly, helplessly, and gone then as far as the doctor is concerned. Now, here is divine healing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. I think let, let's let me stop there. Let's bring enticing spirits. Last quotation. It's a parting shot. Did you get the spiritual Amen. immunity? Amen. So all these things, how we address to make sure that your bloodstream is clean is so that you are feeding on a clean diet. The unadulterated word of the living God. The moment we come and say, the prophet says, the prophet says, we are finding the right nutrition for you. Bring enticing spirits. Brother Bram says, what's the paragraph? 87. He says, see, you can be emotional, right? You've got the right kind of... He moved behind it. The right kind of emotion, moving your emotion. That's a new way He moved. Paragraph 88. David danced before the Lord, and his wife laughed at him. God looked down out of heaven and said, David, you are a man after my own heart. But his motives was right. His life was right behind it. So just because we can be emotional, don't mean that we are saved. Because we go to church, it don't mean we are saved. Don't believe those enticing spirits. A real spirit of God, a real word of God is the truth of God, which is the seed of God. Will produce God in your life, be godly, saintly, holy. Paragraph 9. Amongst a lot of people we find where emotions and so forth, they become tattlings and backbitings. And all kind of ungodly things. Brother, 
that sulfuric acid in the church is demon power. Those that know sulfuric acid, what happens if I would pour sulfuric acid on my handkerchief? When the devil brings the wrong spirit, like cancer, gossip, and it goes through the church, it becomes like sulfuric acid. It will swallow up the whole church. We've got spiritual immunity. That is the word of God. Read the word, listen to the steps, and get the spiritual vitamins. Then you will be immunized. And no corona formed against you shall prosper. God bless you. As we stand to our feet. I think we can say be still and know that I'm God. I'm the Lord thy God that healeth thee of all of thy diseases.
many believe is the Lord? Is the Lord? How many believe I'm the Lord, the God that heals the Amen. Our God is a divine healer. Amen. Just give us any worshiping song as we're going to wrap up in prayer. Any worshiping song? No worshiping song. Let it reaches to the high, yes,
session time. Come. 
Jerusalem. There is a God that is a healer. One more time. One more time. All over the building. Heaven is listening. I think we've heard on Wednesday about an approach to things. And Brother Bram says quite a lot of times we've got a great product but we present it wrong. And he says a lot of times we make ourselves isolationists. When the President J.F. Kennedy was gunned down Brother Brenham came before the church. And when he came before the church, he prayed for the wife of J.F. Kennedy. Despite his disagreement with J.F. Kennedy, despite his disagreement with Jacqueline Kennedy, but he came and prayed for them. We've been asked as an army of God to plead and make an intercession because of this virus that is wreaking havoc among nations. And if there is a request, we have to respond to the request. Our president with his cabinet, they are sitting down, deliberating on this issue. It is going to affect quite a lot of people in so many ways. And I think it requires the believers to stand in the gap. If we believe that we are the people that God hears, Maybe it is about time that we are the ones that speak to God and say, God, heal your people, heal the land. There is still balm in Gilead. There is still remedy in Gilead. We have heard about how God's cabinet of medicine has been dropped down in a bottle. And that bottle was Jesus Christ and it was opened on the cross. And we cannot retreat as the soldiers of the cross We have to face this challenge head on and show them the kind of God that we serve. There are doctors that are in in the line of defense, the first line of defense. Some doctors are already infected with this virus. I think it behooves us to to rise up and say, Lord, we need an intervention as we bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, you are our God. This morning, dear God, we disregarded common sense because common sense would have said we needed to stay at home because of this virus that is spreading 
at a supersonic speed. But Lord, we decided that because you said in your word, forsaking not the gathering of the saints. And Lord, because you said, where two or three are gathered in your name, you shall be in their midst. We came here, dear God. I believe some here had battles. Would we find an infected person there? Would we pick up an infection? Those are normal questions that must have gone through people's minds. But Lord, when we compare to the virus against the God that we serve, we realize that the virus means absolutely nothing. And we say, we're going to go to the house of the Lord. If we die, we'll die with our boots on. Because we are the soldiers of the cross. Lord, different leaders around the world have pleaded with the Christian community to gather in this fashion and pray for this plague to be removed. We know it is a scripture, Heavenly Father. We know this is the fulfillment of the scripture. And how much more we are encouraged to know that right away there was a lockdown in China, right where this outbreak emanated from, not even one believer was affected in any way. It gives us the confidence that the same power that preserved the believers in China will preserve the believers around the globe. Dear God, a church cannot respond to the natural dynamics. We are the spiritual beings. We cannot be fearful of what Satan is doing. This can be called coronavirus, but it is a demon. And it needs to be cast out in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan, we as an army, we are not afraid of a showdown. There was once a showdown between Moses and Pharaoh, and Moses prevailed. There was once a time, there was a showdown between Elijah and the false prophets. Elijah prevailed. And Heavenly Father, right now there is a showdown between the bride of Jesus Christ and this demon that is wrecking havoc, but the bride shall prevail. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we are calling healing upon the land. We pray for the health practitioners, men and women who are sacrificing their lives to save lives, Heavenly Father. You said in your way that there is a special place in heaven for good doctors. I believe there is a special place in heaven for good nurses, men and women that risked it all to try to save lives. Dear God, we can see infection rates. We look at Italy, how this disease has such wrecked such havoc. We can see it in our country. Infections rates are picking up. It forced our government to have a meeting. Dear God, we say, those men are not your men. Those men are not anointed by you. Those men are saving their interests. But for the purposes of this challenge, we are standing on the gap. We say anoint them, give them the wisdom. Give our doctors the wisdom of how to respond to this challenge, dear God. William Brennan prophesied that there will come a time where disease will be upon the people. That doctors will not have no idea what they are. They will just say they are viruses. They will give them modern name, but these are demons. But there is a church that is commissioned. And the Bible says, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. 
in my name they shall cast out demons. In my name they shall drink deadly substance and will do them no harm. We believe, dear God, in the name of Jesus Christ has power. And that is why we are standing in the gap this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, those that are already infected, dear God, we declare healing upon them, dear God. Heavenly Father, we are the bride. As long as we are still here, we can intercede, dear God. We pray for the believers in this community. May you preserve them. Our children are still going to school. Demons are there. It is the schools have become havens of demons. But dear God, there is a mark which is the seal of God that we are putting on our children that as these demons are moving around, they should know our children are a marked territory. They should know that our families are a marked territory. They should know that our businesses are a marked territory. They should know that our churches are a marked territory. We cannot fear like the world. You have never given us the spirit of fear, but you have given us the spirit of courage. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we are rising to the challenge of the hour. And we say, heal your people, dear God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we know you will do it, dear God. Nothing will overwhelm you. You knew about this before it can happen. We have seen you defeating demon after demon. Ebola was defeated. Spanish flu was defeated. All kinds of plagues were defeated. In the name of Jesus Christ, the church cannot stop its business because of Satan. Satan is a liar. We bind him in the name of Jesus Christ. We are the soldiers of the cross. We've got the authority to do so. In the name of Jesus Christ, we will never retreat. We know in whom we have believed. As we commit everybody that is here, they'll be going back to their respective homes. Give them the traveling mercy. Dear God, guide us to navigate these uncertain times. Give us the wisdom of how to respond. We don't want to be irresponsible and avoid common sense. But in the same breath, we don't want common sense to make your way to be of none effect. Where the word makes sense and common sense who does not make sense, we will go with the word sense. It has always been the case at all times. We commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. You know, William Brenham came in the 50s into this country. And he went to Deben. During that time, tuberculosis was the plague of the time. William Brenham, coming from a first world country, came into the third world country. We saw him hugging our grandfathers that had tuberculosis. Come on, folks. Go and read the prophet visits of William Brenham hugging our grandfathers that had tuberculosis, which was infectious. This was the only, only missionary that I knew that was not afraid to embrace black people. The only missionary that I know that disregarded the government of the day and say, I will preach to my, to my colored friends. They look like they will get it. Yeah. I heard somewhere where he spoke to a young boy who was coughing. 
And he said to young boy, the young boy, because he sees a white man, he kneels down before Brother Branham and says, Master, Brother Branham says, stand up, I'm not your master, I'm your brother. Amen. A black young boy. Then he says, you have been sick, you've got this cough. Then he prayed for him. Then he said, I looked into my pocket. I wanted to give him money, but I thought, let me speak to the master, his master first, the master who was supposedly a Christian. Then he says to him, he says, can I give this boy this money? The man says, you will spoil him. Brother Bram says, look here. Your wife is so lazy. This boy is doing work. He works until midnight. He does the work that can be done by five people alone. And you treat him like this? You know what he said? He says he's a kafir. And Brother Branham says he's not. He says, do you know that this boy can give you a blood transfusion? And Brother Branham prayed for the boy. And God healed them. This is the type of prophet that we are following. I say this is the type of prophet that we are following. He loved all the people equally. Now, are we going to not shake hands and say because there is corona? We're going to shake hands. But after we have shaken hands, it is very responsible of you just to go and wash your hands. That's common sense. Are you with me? We have to find a balance between weight sense and common sense. Does it make sense? God bless you richly. Just give us a song till we meet on Wednesday. Amen. What song are we going to sing? You know, there is a song, Stampine says, Sangen. Lapabating, Yege Singen. Sapuma Lapabating, Yege Spumoko. Ah, that was deep Zulu. Give it. You know, when I mention the name of the song, the musicians, they need interpretation. What is that song? Amen. Nam. It's not the one. It's the one. Eh? Okay. All right. It's this one. Plus, Jehovah Yeah. So we start with this one. Then we finish with the other one. Have a blessed week. Amen. Amen. Hygiene is very critical. Amen. You know, corona, cor- corona will help. You know, when you are a believer, you must be clean. Amen. When you are a believer, you must be, where you stay, must be clean. Amen. Isn't so? Are you brothers? You don't just stay in a place where it looks like there was an explosion. <laughs> Things have got to be orderly. Dishes have got to be washed. Amen. Amen. Is this so, sisters? Amen. Sisters in this church, I know they are... I get compliment as a pastor when I travel. They say, sisters at the lighthouse, they are very clean. I say, we teach them that way. Amen. <laughs> Cleanness is next to? Amen. You don't look shabby and dirty and say you are spiritual. No, 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 no. Being clean doesn't cost money. It just needs time. Amen. God bless you.